Hello and welcome to episode 171 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always. With me today, we have one of the dynamic duo, Ricardo Benavidez. Thank you for always being here for us, man. Welcome to the hey, show. How you doing? Welcome. I'm doing great, Jeremy. You look fabulous considering you just spent a couple days in the hospital. Did. Uh, yeah, this is coming out a couple days later than, than we had hoped. But uh, yeah, had a, um, first of all, you can like, rate, review, share this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, listen, you know, let people know. Uh, we're trying to find a cure for paralysis over here. Uh, yeah, I did spend a couple of days in the hospital, um, had a mishap uh, with my super pubic catheter getting changed. Uh, the nurse, it, it, I don't want to get into it. it. Nobody wants to hear about it. Trust me. It was horrific. Well, she just, she fudged the, uh, you know, being nice when I say fudged the, uh, the uh, swap out of your super pubic catheter. Yeah. And, um, and then, um, which uh, caused you, unfortunately, two days of your life in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, one of the days was just for monitoring, and then it uh, doesn't matter though. It doesn't day, matter. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, my mental uh, health is not doing real good right now, Ricardo. Like, uh, yeah. I, anyway, um, I don't want to get too into too many details because I don't want too many people to turn this podcast off before uh, they they get into it. But um, you know we do we do have a, an amazing guest this week. But before we talk about her, I did want to read a quick tweet that I uh, had found from uh, my guy Harvey Sahoda, who is over in the UK, and he's like uh, he has a spinal cord injury. He's like pretty dialed in with the, the community over there, and really working on um, finding a cure for paralysis. So. Um, he's, he's the CEO of Spinal Research and NeuroConnects, um, and yeah, he's, he's, uh, working on that every day, but, uh, on the 5th of September, Ricardo, it was, uh, World SCI Day, and he wrote a tweet that said, today is World SCI Day, a day to raise awareness that Spinal cord injury is a seismic event that fractures one's world, shattering dreams, aspirations, and the fabric of what was once considered normal. In an instant, life takes an unexpected turn, and the path ahead becomes uncertain and fraught with challenges. For the individual, the vital connection between mind and body has been severed. The loss of mobility and sensation once taken for granted becomes a constant reminder of the new reality they face. Simple tasks we often overlook, walking, going to the toilet, feeding or dressing oneself, or even holding a loved one's hand becomes become monumental tasks or impossible feats. The emotional toll cannot be under, underestimated. Frustration, grief, and a profound sense of loss accompany each step of this journey. The life that was once familiar slips away replaced by a realm of barriers medical complications and a relentless pursuit to adapt to the world around you the impact of a spinal cord injury extends far beyond the individual it touches the lives of families friends colleagues and communities 
relationships are reshaped, roles are redefined, and the dynamic, the dynamics of everyday life undergo a radical change. Yeah, within this struggle stirs an indomitable spirit of hope, a hope that spinal cord injury will be less crap tomorrow. A shout out to all the healthcare professionals, charities, companies, and caregivers that are offering hope to the spinal cord community every day. So I just wanted to, I thought that was pretty powerful. And uh, well, well, it kind of kind of hits the nail on the head. I mean, it's, it's what you've been living through. You yeah. know, we have a lot of bright days with you, but there are equally a number of darker days. <laughs> yeah, right? I wish you would have like touched a little bit more on that, you know you are able to live a pretty full and, and happy. You can live a full and happy life with this injury as well. So um, yeah, shout just, out to Harvey and hopefully. Well, just like your guest, just like your guest is. Yeah. Yeah. So Brenda, and- Brenda Laugier is, is our guest this week and she has an incredible story. Um, you know, she's a mother, uh, uh, interior designer a photographer spinal cord injury survivor um was injured when she was four months pregnant uh like she's with her first kid yeah with her first child and uh then her and her partner had a second child after the fact it's really i mean and she has a bit of a i mean she i think can at least get up and and walk a little bit um she has a little bit more movement than a lot of people she has an incomplete injury but she still deals with a lot of you know a lot of the same stuff that we all do i mean it's every spinal cord injury is different and this is uh you know definitely speaks to that um and and yeah i mean i'm blown away by her though she's uh she's a fighter for sure yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, you want to get into the interview and then we'll uh, talk a little more on the other side, Jeremy? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, we will talk to you guys on the other side. Here is Brenda Laugier and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be right back. This week on the Live to Walk Again podcast, we are lucky enough to speak with Brenda Laugier. She is an interior designer, photographer, furniture painter, a mother, and a spinal cord injury survivor. Uh, Brenda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Yes. Hi. Thank you. No, thank you for having me on here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really, uh, really excited to talk to you. So, um, you know, if, for anybody that doesn't know your story already, uh, how did you suffer a spinal cord injury? Yeah, so this happened in, it's April 28th of two, 2016. It was just a normal day. I was living in uh, California at the time in the South, in San Fernando Valley. Uh, I was in my apartment and I was getting out of my bed in the morning and I had just slipped and fell over some bags that we had lying around. And um, I was lying there on the floor. I couldn't move anything. And my boyfriend, we were living together. Uh, he was there and he said, you know, we should call the hospital. And I said, I remember lying there on the floor and I remember thinking like, you know, when you hit your elbow and you, your funny bone and you get that tingly feeling, that's what I felt. And I really felt like, you know, it's not a big deal. It's gonna, I'm going to just be able to move in a second, but, um, I didn't. So the ambulance ended up coming and took me out on a stretcher and off to the hospital. I went. So. Wow. So 
so what so you just tripped over bags and, and hit your neck or your I hit my neck yeah pretty hard damn like I I've heard a million different stories of how people have have suffered spinal cord injuries and that is a new one for sure like I mean just yeah like you don't even think like that's the thing about these injuries like it's it can happen to anybody and like no two are the same so um that's wild uh so you get you get taken to the hospital like when do you I mean when do they tell you you have a spinal cord injury and um like how long did it take did they have to go in and fuse things and and all that um after the after the initial injury yeah, so I actually didn't live too far from the hospital that I stood at. I lived maybe less than five minutes away. It's Northridge Hospital in California. And okay. I didn't find out that I had an injury. I didn't I didn't know. They didn't tell me anything. But I remember when I got to the hospital, because I was in and out, I remember going in the hospital, laying on the stretcher. They're taking me into surgery. And I'm looking at the ceiling. I have my boyfriend on one side I have the uh, surgeon on the right side and he's telling me that they're gonna give me a spinal fusion and um he asked he asked me if I had any questions about what was gonna partake in the room and I just asked am I gonna be able to walk again and the hospital and the surgeon actually told me uh your chances are highly not so that he told me that right before going into surgery he didn't give me any hope um but I ended up getting, uh, I ended up suffering with a C4, C5 spinal cord injury, and they did a spinal fusion in my neck. Um, but yeah, and then the next thing I know, I was waking up in ICU, still going in and out. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. So coming out of that, um, what, what do they you know, once you kind of come to, they're like, well, what do they say? Like, we're going to send you to a rehab facility to, to kind of learn how to use a wheelchair. Like, well, what's the, like, what's kind of the progression after, after the fusion and, and kind of waking up after the ICU? Sure. So I actually missed a big part of this. So when I slipped and fell, I was four months, I was four months pregnant oh. with, God. with my oldest daughter that's a huge part of the story that I forgot to add <laughs> wow oh yeah that is that's a major story so well that that's good that um you know that's your oldest daughter so you you didn't lose the pregnancy or anything so that's fantastic um right. yeah so how, yeah like what what is that situation like then like let's let's hear that story yeah okay so when I wake up in ICU I don't really remember the first first day or two because I was in and out like I said I remember getting visitors family friends and I remember the third day I was really awake and they were just talking to me about just recovering and then they were going to transfer me to the spinal cord the, the spinal cord injury uh part of the hospital forget the term but they were also really concerned because I was pregnant so they also had uh the maternity ward coming in and out and checking on the baby um, and they had a discussion with me, like, uh, do you want to continue this pregnancy and take the chances or, you know, do you not want to go along with it? Um, my, my, I did not want to terminate my pregnancy. So I just took the chances and I was just going to fight my spinal cord injury and recovery and pregnancy at the same time. And 
that's what I did. Uh, so then they transferred me, I forget to what part of the hospital, but it wasn't quite rehab yet, but I was getting rehab in my room, but I was still really recovering. Mm -hmm. um, so they had therapists coming in, I remember OT coming in, speech coming in, physical therapy coming in. Um, and they taught me how to eat possibly with utensils, uh, things like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. That, that is a, that's a wild story, Brenda. Um, so are you, you know, like seeing you talk to me here on through the video, I know everybody's not going to be able to see this while, while we're, while they're listening to it, but um, it seems like you have pretty good movement of your hands. Like, so did you get like, cause I'm a C4 or five too. And I, uh, as well, and I don't, um, you know, have any kind of like hand function. Um, are you able to like, how much came back and was it an incomplete injury or a complete injury? So I'm C4, C5 incomplete. Uh, and I, I mean, so it's kind of split. So my left side of my body, it's, it's pretty much back to normal, uh, but my sensory is off. So I can't feel heat. It's always numbing and it just feels like on fire all the time. Uh, I yeah, I don't, I can't, I can't deter temperature very well, but then my right side sensory is good. I could feel everything correct, but uh, I have limitations. So I kind of, when I walk, I kind of hike my hip, I have foot drop my hands, um, I kind of use this one, whatever, I kind of use my right hand, whatever I'm doing, kind of, um, how do you say, like maybe I, I'll just use it for support and then I'll do whatever I have to do with my left. So I often overuse my left hand a lot, which um, isn't fun to deal with. But I mean, I do have limitations. I can't lift my, I can't lift my arm up over my hand, my head. Uh, yeah, I do have limitations. I do. Oh, that uh, I, that's that's great that you are able that you do have some of that that those uh you know function and and sensory stuff, but also sucks that you don't have some of it too. So, um, you know, when did you first start getting some of? The, yeah, where did you go? I guess where'd you go through rehab at first? Um, and how long did they keep you there? And then we'll talk about a little bit of your recovery and stuff from there. Sure. So it was actually at that same hospital, Northridge Hospital. And I want to say that they were amazing and they really pushed for me. My therapists were amazing. Uh, even the maternity upstairs, they were so nice to me and they were so welcoming and everybody knew me. So when I had my daughter, it was just like, I knew everybody in the room and, you know, everybody just wanted the best for me. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was in Northridge Hospital in Northridge, California, and I was in, I was in, I was living in months. And of course the hospital with insurance, they always try to push you out. So yeah. my, my doctors and my advocate in the hospital, she kept pushing for me to stay. And I think the longest, I think why I got so long, it's because I was pregnant at the same time. So okay. I was very fortunate to have that. Um, it, so, it yeah. kind of it kind of glitched out when you said how long and all I heard was months so how long was it exactly four, four months four months okay wow months. that's that's good for I mean today's today's time that they give you in in rehab that's great and yeah 
Um, yeah, I would think like, yeah, if you're being pregnant at the same time. So you basically went from being four months pregnant up to being eight months pregnant. And did you have the baby before you left the hospital then? Or did you get discharged and then come back to have her? Yeah, so I got discharged and I was I was out for me. I was out living in my house for about maybe three weeks, four weeks. So and then we um, we went back to the hospital and I was induced a week early than my due date. And uh, we had the baby at the same hospital, Northridge Hospital. Yeah. Um, so were you, did, had you gotten some of this recovery back where you were able to, you know, move your hands a little bit and, um, you know, and start to, to be able to walk and, and stand and things like that prior to having, having the baby? Um, or was that something that kind of, you know, because they always say like the first two years after spinal cord injury is when you're going to get the most gains back. So was that... Yeah. So where were you at like function level, I guess, when you had the baby? Mm, okay. So when I had, so while I was in the hospital, I did get, I did get some movement back and I got some strength back, but it was also, it was also hard to say because I was pregnant and I'm gaining weight. I have this belly. So uh, the whole walking thing wasn't really something I wasn't really doing independent walking. I, when I was in the hospital, I had an electric wheelchair. And then when I got out of the hospital, I had a, I had a wheelchair. So, uh, I, I do want to say I gained some things, but I wasn't able to really tell because I was pregnant as far as mobility and walking and things like that. Um, right. So, now, so were you able, I mean, were they able to like get you up at the standing table or anything like that with, with being pregnant at the time? Yeah. So I did do the stand, I did do the standing table and I was on doing the bars, like walking with the bars. Uh, I was doing things like that, but I mean, for the most part, I pretty much was in the wheelchair just, just to conserve my energy and with the extra weight that I wasn't used to carrying. And then with the unbalance being so unbalanced, uh, you know, with the injury and the muscles having spasticity and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, like what, I mean, so suffering this injury for anybody is a super stressful, like life impacting thing. Um, but being pregnant at the same time and trying to go through rehab and trying to like, you know, heal yourself and, and kind of deal with like the emotions that come with that, like, I mean, that must have been like on another level that for you compare, I mean, I guess obviously you don't know what it's like, I guess not being in that situation, but I mean, just saying like, that's gotta be, that must've been super intense for you. It was, I, I know everybody has their own story and everybody has their own emotions that we go through suffering the spinal cord injury uh, uh, for, because you're kind of uh, dealing with a loss and almost you know like that person you used to know kind of died and you're kind of just uh you're just trying to you know deal with it and you're trying to get over it but for me I remember there were days in the hospital I would just sit there and cry I would be falling crying in my chair <laughs> with my huge neck brace on just hysterically crying but then at the same time I would always think like when I go to therapy, I'm just going to push. I'm just going to push. I'm going to do, I'm going to do everything and anything they ask me to do. And I'm just going to push all the way 
And I'm going to go even harder than what they want me to do because I have a child that's going to be coming out of this and I have to be the best that I could possibly be. So I went through a whirlwind of emotions. Wow. Wow. I can't, I can't even like comprehend what that must have been like for you. Um, you know, I, yeah, it's, it's, that's amazing. But um, once, so I usually at this point ask people like, how was it transitioning out of kind of that hospital bubble and back into the, into your real, real world and like what's going to happen going forward. Um, but you were only out for about a month and then we're back in the hospital having the baby. And then like, so, I mean, yeah, how, I, I guess you didn't probably have a lot of time to focus on yourself at that point, right? You're just dealing with the pregnancy and, and having the baby. And then like, when are you able to get back into, you know, like outpatient rehab and stuff like that after having your daughter, uh, like so you said a month after, after you'd gotten initially discharged, right? Right, right, right. Uh, so, so actually, when I was in the hospital, we, my boyfriend and I, we were living in an apartment at the time. So and we were there for about a year. And you know, that was my home, but I couldn't go back to that home because there were stairs to get in the apartment. So while I was in the apart, while I was in the hospital, he or like one story homes, and he happened to come across one. And I was actually able to get uh, a, what is it, an out, an outing pass to go out and go look at the house to make sure that it was going to be okay for me to uh, live in. So, and I, it ended up being a great house. We were very fortunate to find it. So we ended up moving into this house. So, you know, being in the hospital, dealing with, like, dealing with the mindset that. I'm going to, I'm going to be a mom soon. So my whole world's going to change. I just got this spinal cord injury, which is a whole new world I'm going to get into. And now I'm going right, I'm leaving the hospital and I'm leaving my home that I once knew and was so comfortable with that I had designed and put my own love and, you know, rearranged, you know, made it into my own little cozy nook, going into this new foreign house that I knew nothing about, uh, so it was just, it was a lot and I didn't really get to process it very well, but I mean, I did, I did do, I did do as best as I could. Uh, so after my, after I gave birth to my daughter, I did outpatient maybe a month or a month after, but actually when I got discharged from the hospital, I had, I had therapy services coming to my house. So I had forget the company that it was, but they were amazing. I had, I had an advocate that would, a therapist that would come over and just talk to me and see how I'm doing. I had a recreational therapy therapist that would take me out on outings, or we would just do fun art, just fun, unique things. Uh, then I had a physical therapist and then I had an OT therapist. So I had all these therapists coming on so I was doing that when I got discharged out of the hospital and they were still coming after I had the baby. So they were actually helping me figure out how I can change the baby, how I can get baths, how I can uh, change dirty diapers, uh, just how I can maneuver around in my house with my injury. They were, they were really just there to support me and help me. 
So I was so grateful to have them come over my house because I know things like that are not easy. They're not easy. They're not accessible for a lot of people. So yeah, yeah I was very wow. fortunate to have that. That that's amazing. Yeah, that's great that you were able to uh, get them out to the house. Because yeah, that makes it so much. That's that's a big problem. You know, I mean, it's tough to get around dealing with you know being in a wheelchair and dealing with a spinal cord injury, all that stuff. So being able to get that those services in in home, uh, especially dealing with having just having had a baby, that's got to that was probably a a blessing for sure. Um, and yeah, and I I imagine like you you said that uh, you know switching you know having to move essentially while you're in the hospital you know trying to go through rehab and everything knowing that you're not going to be able to go back to as an interior designer not being able to go back to the place that you kind of cultivated what you wanted it to look like and everything I guess got to be tough so um yeah that that's amazing though that you uh yeah I mean just like you're you know you seem like you have such a great attitude and stuff but that's you've been through some heavy stuff. So that's, that's great that you're able to keep that. And did you deal with any of kind of the, you know, depression and all that stuff? I mean, you probably didn't have a lot of room to with being a new mother and everything, but you know, what, what was that process like for you kind of, you know, mentally like dealing with everything that was going on? I don't want to say I went through a depression because I think depression can be really deep. I mean, that I didn't really have enough time to really go with the depression because I was kind of just I was thinking about this new baby in my life and how I need to take care of it because I didn't know anything about taking care of a baby so uh so just dealing with that uh I really didn't have time to really you know get in my feelings but I will say this after the after I came home after the hospital uh my boyfriend he was amazing he took off of work think about a month and he really helped me with the baby he would wake up for feedings he would change the baby get baths take helping me take her to the doctor he was have like heaven sent I'm so grateful that he's my kid's dad because he is just amazing but I remember there were times that I would just he would be in there with the in in the room with the baby and I would sit there on the bathroom floor and I would just sit there and I would just cry and I would just think, I, I I can't I can't feed this baby. I can't change diapers. I'm not doing anything that I envisioned myself a mom to be. Uh, and I would sit there and I would cry. Uh, definitely in my emotions. I don't want to say a depression because I didn't go through it very very long. Uh, but I want to say once he went back to work and I kind of had to really play my role for real. Uh, that's when it kind of kicked into drive that, you know, I can do this and I may, I can do this. It may not be perfect or it may not be the way that other people can do it, but it'll be my own imperfect way of doing it. Right. Um, right. Um, were, were you able to get like, you know, once he did go back to, to work or I guess just when you got out of the hospital and, and after having the baby, were, were you able to get caregiver help or anything like that? Or were you, were you just guys, were you guys just kind of on your own? I was able to get a caregiver. I was, uh, but she really, honestly, she really didn't help me with a lot, to be honest. Uh, she was kind of just there almost like babysitting in a way. Like if I really needed desperate help, cause I felt like I could do everything. I was, I was pretty independent, but 
I, maybe I was just too in, independent. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I felt like she was just there. So, I mean, I didn't have caregivers very, very long. Um, gotcha. No, I didn't. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and then you know, how long after your first daughter um, did you guys decide to have another baby? And, and what was that process like? kind of going into it eyes wide open knowing that you were you had some limitations but um yeah like what what was that process like for you and when did when did your second daughter come along uh sure so my so my uh, my oldest daughter now she's turning seven so technically she's six and my youngest now she is one she's about to be two in a couple weeks so we have a five-year gap uh, I know I wanted more kids. Uh, I know I wanted more kids and he wanted more kids and we didn't, we just thought like we should just do it. We shouldn't wait any longer. You know, we did wait because it was mostly on me because I was still adjusting to motherhood and adjusting with my injury. And uh, I know I said I didn't go through depression, but of course everybody has their days. And I did go through a little bit of time there that I was I was just sad that I wasn't able to do all the things that I imagined myself doing as a mom, but I did get out of that phase. So I guess we just decided, or I guess I really decided like, let's just, let's, we have our youngest now and I'm actually three months pregnant now. So we have a third coming. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. That's so cool. Um, and so what, um, I know you're, so are you out on the East coast now? Like what, what was the, what was moving across the country dealing with a spinal cord? Like how long ago did you guys move, uh, out there? And I don't know, are you guys in Atlanta or, um, is that where you're at? Okay. Uh, yeah. Talk about moving across the country, you know, after a spinal cord injury also. Uh, so, so we actually, so we lived in California for about six years. We're originally from New York. And we, my, uh, my, my boyfriend, my, my partner, he, he was working in the film industry. So we had a work opportunity to move here in Atlanta. He was doing catering for motion picture uh, work. So the movies, TV shows. So he had an opportunity to move here and he said, Hey, like, do you want to, do you want to move? And we can, we can buy a house. I was like, and we can be closer to our family because all our family's in New York. So we're like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, my daughter was about one, about one, a little less than one, maybe nine months old when we moved, 10 months old. But uh, we took, it was my daughter and I, because he actually drove our stuff across country. So it was just me and my daughter on the airplane flying across uh flying across here to Georgia. We live in McDonough, Georgia. It's about 45 minutes south of Georgia. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I was definitely scared of what was going to happen, where we were going to live. What was it? What was it going to, what was the future going to look like? Uh, uh, so uh, this huge flight of stairs. And I remember thinking, how am I going to get up and down these stairs with a baby how am I gonna do this uh but I mean I made my own little I guess I just made my own way of getting up the stairs uh I kind of 
like limp up the stairs in a way and I would hold the baby a certain way but it, it just came with I guess different obstacles and different solutions that I had to come up with to, to just deal with it but I will say moving to Georgia compared to California the uh, the weather the weather has been something different uh, in California you do have have dry heat but I mean for the most part it will be cool and uh we we say we say California if you're hot you can go underneath the tree and you can cool off but if you go to Georgia on the east anywhere on the east coast if you want to get some shade you want to cool off you get underneath that tree you're still going to be hot <laughs> so that humidity so, right it's super humid out there the humidity oh it kills me I there's days that I won't go out I I can't I don't function well in the heat I overheat uh, very easily. Uh, so I pick and choose my days that I go out and run errands. Um, wow. Yeah, I look forward to the winter and the fall. <laughs> the heat, not my favorite. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, that, that could be fair. Like I'm I'm a nut about being out in the sun and being like, I always am cold. And, you know, I live up here in Washington state. So it's like, you know, it rains here all the time. Um mm -hmm. But it's, yeah, the summer's here, like, second to none. So it's, like, we're out, like, nonstop in the summertime trying to do whatever we can while we have that. That's like, amazing. Water. I want to visit Washington. I hear it's really beautiful. It's really, yeah. I mean, I, it's the only place I've ever lived. I've been to some other parts of the country just on vacations or whatever. But, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing, especially, like, fall until, like, late summer is, or, I mean, I'm sorry, spring until, like, late summer, early fall is beautiful, so. Yeah, you should definitely come out sometime. Uh, I definitely but, will. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I wanted to also ask you about, so being like a photographer and interior designer, furniture painter and all these things, um, you know, what what was that like getting back to, because I'm assuming you were doing that all before your injury as well. Um, and what was it like getting back to that after after the injury, like when were you start, when, when were you able to like functionally be able to do some of that stuff? And then, um, yeah, just kind of talk about that process. Um, so I've always had a passion for interior design. Uh, always had a passion for that. Even like, uh, you know, like do it yourself renovations, just little things like that. Uh, so, I mean, I was always, helping I was always going over to my friend's house and then eventually had clients that I would just reorganize things and declutter rooms so that's something I really enjoyed I haven't really got back into that other than my own home because we live in Georgia and we don't really have friends or families family here and I also have been busy being like a full-time mom but photography I would want to say I never really gave that up really uh I feel like taking pictures of random things, mostly nature. I'll take picture uh, pictures of different landscapes or just portrait photos. I haven't really done anything as far as clients, really, which I hope I can do soon. Uh, uh, but I mean, the passion is still there. But I will say that I started this new journey because I I wanted to do some I wanted to do something. I didn't want to just be home all the time with my kids. Like there was, the, there was this new thing, people were flipping furniture and I said, you know, I, I can do that. So, uh, so I ended up just buying like, you know, some cheap furniture or just furniture that needed some love. I'll say that. 
and I started painting, designing the furniture, and I ended up selling them on Facebook Marketplace. So that's actually something I'm dabbling into. I'm still doing it. I haven't really been into it because I've been so sick with my pregnancy, but oh. I have people and I have clients that want to work with me. So that's kind of like what I'm doing now. But I mean, I think when I my kids get older, I'm going to start really going into home design and I'll probably get my real estate license here and I'll start working in the field somehow, some way. Um, Cause that's what I'm really passionate about. That's very cool. Yeah. I saw on your um, Instagram page, you had like quite a few, like very cool uh, pieces of furniture that I'm assuming you must've painted or like, you know, gave some love to as you said so um now that they're yeah they're very cool so everybody definitely go check out uh we'll, we'll t uh link brenda's uh instagram page and everything on the on the podcast notes so you guys go check that out and if anybody in the georgia area needs uh needs an interior designer reach out to her um, girl <laughs> yeah. so and then i wanted to the kind of last last couple of questions i wanted to find out about the videos i guess first of all like so shepherd center is out there in atlanta and it's a pretty you know world-renowned uh rehab facility what did you start going there um for like outpatient rehab after you moved out there or was this more of a um because i know you were you're involved in a video series out there uh, at the shepherd center so how, how did you get connected with the shepherd center and then you know talk about getting involved in the in the uh, video series Sure. So I actually didn't know about the Shepherd Center. Uh, before we moved to California, I was I would go to Northridge Hospital. They have a support group every Thursday. And I remember going to support group and sharing with everybody that were moving to Georgia. And they said, wow, you are going to the best place ever because there's Shepherd Center in Atlanta. And that's one of the best hospital rehab places that you can go to. So I was just like, okay, maybe this is this is for some type of reason uh, that we're moving here. So uh, when we moved here, I want to say maybe because we bought our house and that took some time when we bought our house and we got adjusted. So I want to say maybe like two years after we moved here, I ended up going to rehab there. I did physical therapy and I did OT therapy. Uh, so I would do that. I think two, two times a week I would go there. And then my physical therapist actually, I guess she was approached by somebody in the in the center and they were talking about doing this web series uh, for the website. And it, it was a women web series. And she asked if you knew anybody that could do an interview and it gave her different subjects. And I guess she has to think of who would be the best advocate for each series. So she had mentioned my name and I was asked to do an interview for uh, labor and delivery. So that was one video. And then we did parenting in another video. So it's, uh, it's different women. And we talk about it's every different subject. So we just talk about, uh, I guess, for the parenting series, we talk about the struggles with women with spinal cord injury, uh, the triumphs, things that normal I guess I don't want to say normal but I mean I guess I can say normal but <laughs> like normal like normal motherly 
uh, th things that you would do, like, I don't know, like check a bathtub, like how can we find a solution to testing out the water? Like maybe you could use your elbow or maybe you can get a thermometer or uh, how could I change the baby at a bassinet? And uh, you could just rehab the crib so you can roll your wheelchair and things like that. So we kind of give solutions and education and um, solutions to problems that people may have going into parenting. And we kind of just support women with spinal cord injuries to really think about having a baby, but don't let limitations deter you from doing it because you can do it no matter what, really. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I just... Uh this last week I had on Amanda Perla who um, founded the next step Orlando um, and lives down in Orlando. And she um, is on a, she's looking for um, a surrogate or they, she, her and her husband are working to have a surrogate um, deliver their baby instead of having it naturally, just because, you know, which to me, I'm like, like we, we kind of talked about it in this last episode. It's like, I'm blown away by the women that are like, I'm going to have a, a baby naturally um, that have spinal cord injuries. Cause like that just, I've, you know, like me personally, like I would never know what it would be like to have a baby, but like, I know how like little, you know, we have of control of our bodies after one of these injuries. So um, I just, I'm blown away by them. And so she, but I, I would be going to surrogacy journey if I was in her position too. So um, it's kind of, it's kind of cool to get the other side of the picture here too, um, hearing from you and, and then with the video series that you're able to kind of share, you know, your, some solutions to problems that, that women may run into, uh, going down that road. So mm -hmm. that's very, very cool. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I was wondering like kind of on that same, so were you able to have like a natural birth where you push the baby out or did you have to have a cesarean section or something um, to, because you couldn't feel or like, where were you at at that point? Cause I know, obviously you said it was just five months after the, uh, after the spinal cord injury. So. Yeah. So did... my doctors, they were pushing for a natural birth. Uh, so they were pushing for a natural birth and with my first daughter, I was induced. So uh, they induced me like the night prior, I did want to have an epidural. They asked me if I wanted to. I was really on the skeptical Scott side because uh, I've heard of horror stories. I know I actually heard of one woman getting an epidural and she actually suffer suffered from a spinal cord injury from it. So wow. I was a little leery, but I was also very scared of childbirth. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did take it, um, but I was able to have a healthy baby, good delivery. I didn't have, I didn't have anything uh, major. I mean, it was, it was a good labor. I think I just got like two, two stitches. That was it. Wow. Um, on the inside, because they say that she scratched me on the way out. Uh, so <laughs> I was able to do that. Uh, my first pregnancy natural, my second pregnancy, I didn't have time for an epidural. My doctors actually didn't believe me that I was going into labor. So by the time I got to the hospital, and they were keeping me in this room, observing me to make sure I was in labor, it was too late. So I had to just have her natural. That was just, yeah, it was so painful, worst pain of my life. Uh, oh, but yeah, I can only imagine. I, I, yeah, that's, that's wild. 
Yeah. Uh, but they, but they say uh, for this pregnancy, they're going to push for, uh, you know, natural for a natural delivery. That's cool. That's very awesome. Well, I, that's so cool that you have. Uh, do you know what the, I don't know, like how soon you can tell what the sex of the baby is. You can have another girl or a, a boy. Do you know yet? Yeah. So we actually did a blood test and we're having another girl. So <laughs> nice. Nice. Your uh, your your boyfriend is a is a girl dad for sure. That's uh yeah that's that's funny. Um, yeah, uh, that that's so awesome. Like I love your story, Brenda. Um, and yeah, like I I think that um a lot of people are gonna benefit from hearing this. And um, you know, give us your socials here before we wrap up, just so that anybody can go go uh, link up with you. Maybe if. If another expecting mother or woman with a spinal cord injury is thinking about having a baby, they can reach out to you. Sure, sure. So uh, my Instagram is, uh, let's see. I always forget my Instagram. But it's actually Bren with five N's and it's underscore. And then if you want to check out my furniture, it's Mina May Designs. Mina May Designs. Uh, and then I guess we'll just tag the link below. Yeah. But those are my two socials. Okay, and cool. Anybody can reach out. Anybody can reach out if they have any questions about being a mother, uh, questions that they may have about parenting, and then you know just being a woman with a spinal cord injury because that comes with its uh, difficulties as well. So I mean, if anybody wants to reach out, I'm more than welcome to be a support system for anybody that needs it. Oh, that's that's so great. I, I yeah, like we definitely salute you for for all your hard work in the community here and. Uh, yeah, thanks so much, Brenda. Good luck with the with the pregnant second or third pregnancy. I'm sorry, and uh, yeah, c- congratulations to you and your your partner on that. And and we'll definitely try to link up down the road a ways. Yes, thank you, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. It's been, uh, it's been a good time. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, it was a blast. I appreciate you coming on. So, all right, thanks so much, Brenda. Thank you. All right. I just want to give a big, big thank you to uh, Brenda for coming on and sharing her story and uh, talking about just kind of the intricacies of this, this journey with, uh, you know, raising two children on top of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a wild world. She moved to her and her uh, partner moved to, to uh, Atlanta for for his work i guess um not long after her spinal cord injury or after it's not long after she had the baby which was not long after her spinal you know after she got out of the hospital from her spinal cord injury so um yeah and truly truly incredible you know and you know jeremy when i was listening to it one of the things that was done on me was i wonder how much of her pregnancy you know because Um, a woman's body changes significantly, not just with the birth, but hormone wise and all other kind of things. I wonder if any of that aided her in her recovery. Yeah. I mean, you know, sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, cause there's a lot of, you know, the baby's growing, there's stuff circulating between the baby's blood and her blood. And, you know, I mean, is there some, you know, was there some, genetic material some you know something passing between the two of them that helped resolve the issue with her or you know her spinal cord that gave her some more of that mobility would be really interesting i mean because i've 
you know, you've had other guests that have had babies after their injury, but never one that was pregnant during an injury. And it'd be really interesting to see. I think Ruby Valera might have been pregnant when she got injured as well. But oh, okay. Yeah, so there, that was the only other one. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, who knows, man? It could be. I mean, it's never, they're never going to really be able to test that, obviously, because it's so probably few and far between that that occurring. But I mean, it's definitely something to, to think about and, you know, could be. I, I just the, imagine. You know, she had to make the decision at that, you know, four months along in her pregnancy, she gets injured and they have to make a decision on whether or not they're going to keep the baby, right? Like, God, man, how, how intense. Like, just... well, well, there was a couple things. There's that, right? Like, who asked that question, right? And what doctor asked that question, right? And then the other question is, is what doctor when you're going in for surgery and somebody says, Hey, will I walk again? And the doctor goes, nah, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, it was, it seemed to be very dismissive and very casual, right? There was no, you know, well, there's always hope, right? You know, I mean, there's nothing like that. When, when she talks about it early on in the beginning is like, wow, what kind of doctors are these guys? Right. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's uh yeah, that, that's definitely a a pretty crummy thing for for a doctor. And then and then she did defy. I mean, you know, I know she doesn't. She she made it pretty evident that she doesn't really walk well, but she is able to to get up and and kind of you know walk around a bit. So um, I think is what she said. So yeah, 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 yeah. She said she has to like um swing her hip you know she has a weird uh gait with her hip she has right. to kind of she yeah and she was saying that like one side of her body she can almost move perfectly but then but she can't feel any sensation or whatever like it doesn't know like if it's too hot or too cold or something and then the other side is like the opposite like she can feel yeah. it completely but she can't move it without yeah. any problem so um very yeah i mean like this injury is so crazy right like the spinal cord spinal cord is such a just you know delicate yeah. situation that you know i mean you never know what what could happen if you damage it so um yeah that was a crazy very crazy thing she i also like that she's involved in the um that video series um at the at the uh, shepherd center there in Atlanta talking about uh, motherhood and um, all that sort of the stuff. And, you know, yeah, it's just what a, she's just an incredible, incredible young lady. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful that she was willing to come on the show. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, one of the things is, is that, you know, when you come home from a trip and you throw your stuff down and you're just thinking, I'll take care of it tomorrow. You flip the lights out. You forget about it. You walk in the room. You trip over a bag. And your life has changed forever. You know, which is something we all do, right? I mean, it's something we all do. It's like climbing on a roof and looking for a sunset, right? You know, uh, and then accidentally falling off the roof or tripping off the ladder. Um, you know, hanging out with friends thinking it's no big deal to pass a gun around right and all the little accidents all the little things that can go wrong 
in yeah. situations, you know, it's just, kind of it's just, in... with Ricardo where you're just passing <laughs> around. Oh, people do, people do, man. Jesus. <laughs> you know, you need to get some new so. friends. <laughs> it's mostly, mostly, mostly family, right? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, I hear you, man. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, life is precious, man. Life is precious is what it boils down to, so... Yeah. And, and, uh, I love her attitude, you know, I mean, nothing's going to stop her. You know, she said she wanted to have kids and, you know, she chose to have the first baby and then a second one. And yeah, right now she's bringing number three her. in. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. So, Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations to her and, and her partner there. Um, and they're out in Atlanta now. And I've heard that I've heard great things about the shepherds. I mean, I know, um, Amanda Perla last week, she said she wasn't super happy with just because they weren't um using activity-based rehabilitation when she went through um a while back but you know i mean she wh wherever you can find help and can get you know keep your body can, keep yeah, your get body a connection in. yeah you know yeah yeah and, and it, it probably depends on the the new science that comes out all the time right you know i mean you know, they used to, in the fifties, a woman would have a baby and they'd be in the hospital for a week. Now they have a baby and they send them home the next day, you know, or the same day. Right. You know, so science is changing all the time. So, um, I'm sure there's a lot of good, you know, therapists out there helping people and learning new techniques all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, hundred percent. It's, uh, it's a wild world we live in, man. But uh, yeah, um, I was going to say, Ricardo, when I was at the hospital um, a couple days ago, I got to see uh, Anne, who was my like favorite nurse when I was up on the 11th floor for like six months, or I mean, six months ago for six weeks. Bowling Anne? Yeah, she came down and uh, she came down to my room and hung out for a few minutes after she got off work on Friday. It was nice to catch up with her and and see her. She's about to go to Africa to uh, go to some kind of uh, isolated villages to help get some health care to, to folks out there that, that may not normally receive health care. So I thought that was very cool. And yeah, so it was nice to nice to visit with her and, and you know, shout out to all the great nurses out there that are helping uh, people with spinal cord injuries. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And all the people at St. Peter's that helped you again today, Absolutely. <laughs> this last week. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, you know, I think we're just going to leave it there. Um, I, I'm super excited for, uh, to get feedback on what people thought of Brenda's story because I thought it was amazing. And yeah, man, we'll be back next week with another great guest. All right. Sounds good, Jeremy. All right, Ricardo. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please listen, like, rate, review, share. Appreciate all your, your help in uh, keeping this thing moving forward. And, uh, yeah, we will talk to you next week.